I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Nerd is the new sexy. Hello everyone, this is Wildfire One. You are listening to Nerd is the New Sexy. We are on episode 70. Once again, with me today is... Grizzly McBee, back at you. What's going on? And we have a very special guest. She's a past uh, guest we've had. Uh, and also someone who we've interviewed on Why Nerd is the New Sexy, and I'm glad to have her here. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Minder. I'm glad to be back. The podcast topic today is what, Grizzly? Harry. Harry. Harry Potter. <laughs> Something's Harry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before we get into that, we'll talk about some nerd news. And it's funny, Grizzly even mentioned earlier, I completely forgot. I guess I guess uh I guess Justice League's coming out, right? I guess that's a thing now. Yeah, this next week. I'm I'm, I'm not super excited about it. I I, I and should you call be. yourself a Batman fan. I'm not a Batflack <laughs> fan. Yeah, I won't lie. He did an okay job in in the Suicide Squad, but eh, his other only role where he played Batman like in a big movie was what? Batman versus Superman and how fucking well did that turn out? Still haven't seen that. Superman, all right. Bat Jesus. Superman died. I was okay with that. Spoiler alert. Superman died, guys. <laughs> no one knew about that. <laughs> yeah, he he may or may not wink wink come back at the end of the movie. Who knows? <laughs> so what do you think about the Justice League movie, Mender? Uh, okay, well, I haven't seen Superman versus Batman. For obvious reasons, I have yet to see Wonder Woman. Dawn of Justice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've yet to see Wonder Woman too. I feel bad because I heard it's an amazing movie. You know what's bad yeah. is I've got that movie at my house. Still haven't watched it. Yeah, I just, we just haven't seen it. I don't know. It's just I guess it wasn't like I don't know. Again, I'm not a big DC fan unless it's just Batman. Yeah, and I'm not kind of afflect anyways so yeah I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just not a fan of bad flag no but what they should have done was made superman matt damon no no <laughs> no you know they should have made robin matt damon that would have been just so perfect <laughs> come on robin matt damon <laughs> oh but, we're going um, to hell yeah, I'm, this, that's not the reason why I'm going, but yeah. I agree. <laughs> I'm excited for Aquaman. Yeah, the Aquaman's going to be cool, even though I'm not a huge fan of Aquaman. And he's been kind of, in the past, he's kind of not been necessarily worthless, but he's been kind of like one of those heroes that just is underrated, underrated because he's, he has much more potential than they show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a game coming out uh, within the next few days. Uh, the Star Wars Battlefront 2 game's coming out. You guys familiar with that? My husband plays Battlefront. Yeah, see, he's a gamer. I'm not. It's okay. I'm the book nerd. It's okay. Either way, Battlefront 2's coming out, I think, on the 15th. And I I, I was going to buy it on Friday. We're recording today at Saturday the 11th. And I was going to get yesterday, Friday, for my own little personal the birthday tins. present. I, I ended up getting another game. I got um, Shadows of War. The uh, new Lord of the Rings game, which is actually pretty good. I think I'm going to do a nerd tech review on it for the YouTube page, so expect that. Uh, is there any other news you guys want to talk about? Maybe a little bit of news for us, being the Nerds and New Sexy crew, is uh, our change in Twitter. Around Thanksgiving, we are switching our Twitter account, the Sexy, Sexy Nerd, Nerd Podcast, yeah, Sexy Nerd Podcast, to Nerds New Sexy Entertainment. N i t n s e. Yeah, it'll be switching, and we. I think the, for those of you who are following us on Twitter, it's gonna be a thing, and it's definitely gonna be a change. It's a good change. Uh, we had some technical difficulties with the last Twitter. We're gonna have a 
Comic-Con here close to where we're at, probably in February, and it's getting February closer. 3rd, I believe. Yes. Check out the Facebook page, and we'll go from there. Uh, from here, we'll go ahead and jump right into the topic, and the topic is Harry Potter. Mender, what started your love for Harry Potter? Just actually, Harry Potter started my love for reading. It was given to me as a gift, and I started to read it, which is funny because my grandmother always said that it was not good because it was witchcraft and all that mm. all that jazz. But I started reading the books, or actually just Sorcerer's Stone, and just right away I was immensely hooked because when I read it, it was it took me away from reality, which is kind of weird to say as a young child. I've always liked magic and wizards and I'm just a strong believer in magic. And so then it just went from there. And I remember getting uh, my dad and I actually, my dad started reading it too. And my dad and I would both get the books for Christmas. And then I just adapted them. Nice. I believe the I believe the uh, the author is J.K. Rowling. And uh, okay, Grizzly, we'll start the we'll do the same question for you. What made you fall in love with Harry Potter? For me, it's it's kind of like the whole D and D world. You know, you get out of your own head. You know that things aren't real, but you get entranced in what's going on because you know it's cool. Thinking that there's witches and wizards and all that cool stuff. I guess I can kind of relate, especially to Minner's story, because there was a time in my life when I was when I was younger, which I was, and I was in a really bad place. I just moved uh, from one place to another, had no friends, and I kind of I kind of buried myself in books. But it wasn't Harry Potter at the time. It was. Um, it was it was Greek mythology. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it kind of I kind I, I just read and read and read about Greek mythology, and I think that's one of the things that kind of cemented my nerddom because I started getting into that and I loved the, I loved all of the stories. I can kind of relate to what you're saying, uh, as far as that's concerned. But I it, I never got to read the Harry Potter book, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm probably gonna be the one that doesn't know much as far as books go. The I've seen the movies. Uh, but that never is the, that's always a case of like, you know, you never know everything. Mender, we'll, we'll give the ball back to you since you're the guest. What's the first, like the, would, how did you first get, uh, I think you said you, you read which book first or? Sorcerer's Stone. Sorcerer's Stone. Was that the first book? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so what did you think of that book? Like, what are, what are the highlights? Give it and give us a basic gist of that. Uh, just the fact that, um, so you just have this ordinary boy who is mistreated by his aunt and uncle, um, the Dursleys, which you obviously know from the movies. Yeah. Uh, so this poor child and you just, you feel so bad for him. And then the fact that all of a sudden he just, his life turns around and then it turns around for the better. The fact that he, he now has friends and he he has something to look forward to and he's just not completely battered and beaten down. So like it starts off almost as a Cinderella story. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And the boy in the cupboard under the stairs. Yeah, that sucks. Which by the way, so, the movie did a good job on making you hate those that aunt and uncle or whoever they were. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean Vernon Dursley, uh, it was just this beastly man that was just no funny he did not like anything that was not normal yeah did not like it so what was one of the what was some of the big big parts of the book in the first book that really caught your attention i'm gonna go with harry's 11th birthday when they are just actually in general like 
I mean, when basically when he started receiving these letters and all of a sudden you're like, what's going on? And then as his 11th birthday came, then all of a sudden you're just, ooh, he's a wizard? Like, I want to know more about this world. Well, did you not know when you read when you initially read it that it wasn't like that, that wizardry was involved or? Oh, no, I knew. I mean, at that time. So when I got involved in Harry Potter, it was shortly after it was released. And then that's when everybody was like, oh, my goodness, it's about uh, witchcraft. I'm pretty sure everybody was kind of like that, where they heard about the book and then they read it. And then then it became like by word of mouth how great it was. Uh, and then it was years later. That's when I was like book releases, and you know, all that jazz. Yeah. 11th birthday was what caught your attention. Yeah, just because that's when it really started getting interesting. Actually, I mean, you just actually just reading the book. It's not one of those dull, dull beginning introducing where it takes its time. You're just already hooked. Mm. And Jake did really well at, at just got, just grasping your attention right away. What about you, Grizzly? What about you? What about the first? What how did the first book? Uh, how did it grab you? Well, for me, you know, I was never real big on reading ever. All through school, I did my best not to read anything. Um, <laughs> and, you know, between, uh, like, right after Deathly Hollows Part 1, I challenged myself to see how many of the Harry Potter books I could read before Part 2 came out. A month and a half later, I was done reading <laughs> all the books. <laughs> so, nice. you know, for me, what caught me with it is it's such an easy read, and you can just dive deep into it and not even realize that time's just going by because it is such an easy read and it, it does grasp your imagination. So what's your favorite part of the first book? Um, I would have to say my favorite part is when he's sweating it, trying to convince the sorting hat not to put him in Slytherin. <laughs> Please be Gryffindor. Please be Gryffindor. Well, no, it's anything but Slytherin. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Anything yeah. but Slytherin. Yeah. Anything yep. but Slytherin. Which. And the fact that it's like a three pages of that chapter of him saying, no, no I, I don't care anything but Slytherin. I do not want to be in Slytherin. And it's, inter- and it's funny that you brought that up. That's the perfect segue to what I'm going to talk about next. I did the test last night. Uh, you know the basic sorting test because I was I never knew what what house I was in and Minder was the one was like you should take the test okay well before we we get to mine uh, Minder you're you're in house what Ravenclaw so Minder's in Ravenclaw Grizzly what house are you in Puffle Puffer die sucker <laughs> anyway <laughs> I found, I found out I was in. Slytherin. I'm a Slytherin house person. I don't know Yay. how. I don't know. That's why. That's why you call other houses mean names, pussies. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm Slytherin. So it's and you know what? It's funny because Grizzly is like, "Gay." Well, you know, maybe he should be in Slytherin. Uh, maybe I should. I should uh, indoctrinate his ass. Yeah, not gonna I'm happen. Loyal to his house. Yep. Yep. Loyal to his his house of nice people who always get along and fuck him. Fuck your fuck your house. No, we don't always get along. We just we're good. We're loyal. Your house and, is like uh, My Little Pony on crack. We don't take like, crap from anyone. If you're gonna put a badger in the corner, he's gonna attack. I mean, come on, honey badger guess... don't give a shit about nothing. The the badger is the mascot of the Hufflepuff. Oh, we'll see. That yeah, just makes uh, sense. Sure. That's why she said it. 
<laughs> well, see, I didn't know oh, geez, that. Jeez, get with the times, jeez. I am not a Potterhead like some people. Yeah, see, we eat snakes, so don't mess with me. <laughs> me and the mongoose, we go way back. Oh, pussy. <laughs> anyway. But, yeah, that, that, I found that interesting, and I really don't know much. And here's a fun fact. Gambit is actually a Slytherin, too. So I guess maybe that's why we get along so well. If I would have to choose a house for for true i would say he's probably also a hufflepuff i have to agree with you true would be a hufflepuff but we're gonna have to have him take the test but he's not here for that so you know too fucking bad <laughs> uh so okay let's talk about how the first book started what's the basic premise of the book like it starts out this this kid it's a kid who in a, who's in a real bad situation he's a orphan he has a scar on his face for un- well, for kind of unknown reasons at the time, and then he finally he on his eleventh birthday, like you said, he finds out the truth about his parents. I mean, his aunt and uncle told him forever that they died in a car accident, and um, that's when Hagrid told him, "No, your parents were murdered." And then, so then you just kind of he starts his life starts getting pieced together. Um, he starts to find out that he's famous for you know, defeating the dark wizard and he who shall not be named. Yeah. And he also, he also doesn't see why it's so hard for like, he doesn't understand why it's so hard at, for everybody in the wizarding world to actually just say Voldemort. And his name is Tom Riddle, right? Like, I, I don't know why he just doesn't go by Why Why Voldemort? That was his muggle name. Oh, okay. He is, he was named after his father. Who was With a muggle? Who was a non-magic born uh, individual? So he, he mm-hmm. didn't want to be known as a, he didn't want to be in, in, intertwined with a muggle. Okay, I guess we'll get to that. So continue, Minder, with the book. So he just starts piecing together his life, and because he had no knowledge whatsoever, then of course, just the fact that he he got accepted into Hogwarts um, School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. His legacy. Yeah, so he finds out he's a legacy. Everybody's all excited, like, "Oh, Harry Potter!" And that's when he he when he gets on the Hogwarts Express. And it's he, a wizard's chest. <laughs> Sorry, when you hear me like mention anything, it's gonna be from the movie because I don't know anything else. I, I I'm kind of a muggle when it comes to the the book. So, well, the movies did pretty decent, didn't they, Grizzly? Like, I mean, for what they were? You know, there was a lot more from the books that I think should have gone into the movies. But for the most part, I think that the movies did well staying to the storyline from the books themselves, for the most part. Okay. The movies movies were very entertaining for someone who hasn't read the books. I thought um, it was a good... It was very good with the story. The movies did pretty decent for what they were um for you know everybody that read the books so uh-huh. i mean but obviously when you read a book you get everything in full detail oh yeah there's more information in a book than there would be in a movie because they only have so much time slot was there anything that was in the movies the first movie especially since we're starting on that that wasn't in the book oh that you can remember yeah. of course I can't, you know, I should remember this because, like, what, uh, two weeks ago I finished uh, on Audible and I can't right now for some reason for the life of me. Well, that's probably what I'm going to get on Audible is I'm going to listen to the Harry Potter books. You should, and you should listen to the ones narrated by Jim Dale because he is phenomenal with his voices. Hmm, okay. And yeah. There, there's a bunch of different narrations by different people. I'm going to get Betty White's narration. 
<laughs> I wish. No, I was told by one of my friends, who is also a Hufflepuff, to listen to the Jim Dale version. And I, as soon as I started listening to it, it felt like the first time I ever entered that world. Even though I've read the story multiple times, it just felt like the first time I was, I don't know, it's just magical. See, I can tell you how many, I can't, I cried so many times see, at work. anyone can be a Hufflepuff. It takes real talent to be a Slytherin. <laughs> no, you just have to be That's a grade a-, a asshole to be a Slytherin. I figured that so was a real right Slytherin, in. a real Slytherin thing to say, so it just felt right. But uh, okay. no, uh, uh, us Hufflepuff, we're real blunt. We tell it how it is because you're yeah. oblivious to the world. I stick up for Hufflepuffs now because you know one of my good friends is a Hufflepuff, and my youngest son is a Hufflepuff. You know what? If you're a Hufflepuff, there's nothing wrong with that. But the name says it all. <laughs> when does the book actually start? Uh, you know, he of course he meets Hermione and uh, and Ron, Ron, and they become mm-hmm. the best of friends. They do Sorting Hat, and then they do all that stuff. So when does when does in the book when does the um, when does the action start taking place? Well, they start they they start seeing like uh, Green Goths the bank. It was attempted to be robbed, and then that's when they start finding out more about the Sorcerer's Stone. And it then it kind of comes into like the the little mystery of like we got to solve it. And I think that's when it really started. I mean, of course, you know, you got your issues with Snape and yeah. Malfoy and and whatnot. Which Malfoy but, uh, wanted to be Draco Malfoy. I really think Malfoy wanted to be Harry's friend at first. He did because he knew he would be a powerful ally, but he was well, a dick. Oh, no, you, you, you think about it, though. Draco Malfoy's father is a Death Eater, one of the right-hand men of Voldemort. So, I mean, obviously, growing up with white hair and your last name being Malfoy, you're oh, obviously going to know that Harry Potter is, you know, the enemy. Friends but, close. You know, try to convince closer. him to be your friend. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, yeah, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. And I think maybe that's that's part of it. Was It was a chess game, and he I think that... He was just like, okay, if I keep if I keep Harry within my grasp and maybe control him, he could either be a powerful ally, you know, like Luke Skywalker, or he could be, or we can control him in the point and get rid of him altogether. So that's, that's especially when Uncle Touchy comes back from the dark forest and Uncle Touchy. What? I think he's talking about Voldemort, but the, you're getting ahead no of sense. yourself. I was late to the party. So how's the first book end? Uh, it ends, you know, after they um, defeat. Uh, Professor Quirrell and they find out that the Sorcerer's Stone is safe and it basically ends going uh, when they're on the Hogwarts Express going home. And then of course you know to be continued more or less. Right which then you go Chamber of Secrets. A Chamber of Secrets yeah. It's it's kind of cool because it's almost like you know you're watching you're watching Harry grow up and become his own man. Oh yeah which you totally see that in both the books and the movies, more yeah. so the books, but you vi- you visually see it in the movies. Oh yeah, you get to see Hermione grow too. That's uh, not that's to- not a pervy sure. comment, by the way. It's just like, okay, it was pervy. Games, but- you totally meant for that to be a yeah. It's, it's it's totally a pervy comment. Hello, Hermione. Yeah, I think that was everybody in my generation's first crush. Yeah, what well, it was. She, was good, she yeah yeah she was a good actress for that part. Uh, yeah. It wasn't as I mean the characters didn't look as they were described in the books, but the, for the most part, she was yeah. she was perfect. I think I think it was it well now that especially now that the character has been established, it's hard for me to imagine anyone else. Not true. You can totally like you can listen to the books and you won't picture Emma oh. Watson. Okay. Yeah. 
No, you won't. But when it comes to Harry and Ron and the rest of the Weasleys, spot on. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I do, I do see Daniel Radcliffe. So the Chamber of Secrets was the second book, right? Correct. Yep. So again, same question as opposed from the book to the movie. Was the book just as good as the movie, or just horrible? Well, how would you put that, Minder? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I had no complaints. For the longest time, I... Sorry, I was getting ahead of myself. I was thinking Prisoner of Azkaban was, like, was yeah, my one, worst. That's so. the one I hear everyone complain about. Yeah, but um, Chamber of Secrets was pretty good. can't remember. Was that the Death Day party, Grizzly? Nearly Headless Nick? Was he? Was that in Chamber of Secrets? Uh, yes, it was. Okay. Okay, yeah. See, I liked, I liked it, but they kept a lot of the story out. Um, the movie, I thought, was pretty well. That's when you got to find out more about Lord Voldemort, and um, yeah, that's, when, that's the, when you find a little bit more about snake, his history. The snake speak came in, right? Sultang. Yeah. So, and that's when, like, Harry, he... He's actually thinking like he's crazy because he's hearing voices and he doesn't want to tell anyone because he's thinking he's going to get in trouble because he's always in the wrong place at the wrong time. Harry's, and Harry sneak into the girls' restroom. <laughs> Do you meet uh, Moni Myrtle? <laughs> but you get a little bit more backstory of uh, Voldemort where you find out that he he attended Hogwarts and mm. then you find out a bit more about Hagrid's story of why he can't do magic anymore and why he got expelled. I, I'm not a fan of spiders. That is my biggest fear. So you get that joy. Yeah, that's fun too. You know, you, so you you and Ron have that in common. Yeah, I'm except Ron can mostly face it. I can't watch it. I'm anytime I watch Chamber of Secrets, I have to look away. <laughs> so the, the spider's bad. What if I what if I made it a tap dancing spider? Yeah, I know that's. <laughs> yeah, I still can't do that. Oh, okay. Well, I guess you know, or put roller skates on it. I can't remember what he what they did. That's that's what happens in the okay. movie. Well, if I made it a tap dancing spider, that'd be funny too. Yeah, dance you little bitch. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. That's that's prisoner. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, but I still like. I just, for the longest time, I'd go around and I would say the, I'd say that I'd say ridiculous, and every time I'd get to the dick part, I'd do like a hip thrust. Oh my gosh! Ridiculous! Yeah, people would laugh. You should see him in uniform doing that at work. Oh yeah, I did that in front of you a few times. Stop being ridiculous! Yeah, that's right. That's when I first started doing it. it was when we worked together. Okay, so how does how does uh. Chamber of Secrets in. Okay, well, you got Professor uh, Lockhart, who is uh, the Defense Against Ar- Dark Arts teacher. Yeah, you find out he's a freaking fraud, and so he's going to like try and like take their fame and glory, but they make him go down into the Chamber of Secrets, and then, of course, he tried to do a memory charm, and it did it with Ron's wand, who was, which was broken, so it backfired on him, and he was like completely out of it but then um the, i guess the, what the ceiling caved in and so harry had to go on his own and so then when he found it because jenny got taken yeah. i'm doing air quotes she was in the um chamber of secrets which they don't really specify in the movies but because she kept writing in the diary she kept giving voldemort strength yeah. And so it was like sucking the life force out of her. Then he like he faces uh, Tom, which was his 15 year old self trapped yeah. as a memory. And then that's when he controls the basculus. And then that's when he, Harry's up against him. And then you have Fox the Phoenix come out, help Harry, because Dumbledore told him that there's always help available at Hogwarts. Um, that's when he defeated the basculus with the sort of Gryffindor, which mm-hmm. he didn't know until after. And that's when he punctured the diary and found out that that was a Horcrux. So what is a Horcrux? 
It's a piece of your soul put into an object to basically so it's like you're you're an extra life. Uh, so basically that's that's how 16-year-old Tom Riddle survived. Yes. Be- be- was a thing rather. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, see I I vaguely remember the first two movies. I've only watched them a few times, but I remember the first two movies were my probably my favorite. What about you Grizz? What did you think of the second book? My thing with it was no matter what movie, what book, the books are always going to be more descriptive and better than the movie. It's just how it's going to be. What did you think of the book in general? Well, I thought the book was awesome. Um, you know, it never specifies it. You know, you kind of catch on when Harry first meets Fox in Dumbledore's office. Mm-hmm. And Dumbledore says he's one of a kind. And if you paid attention to Harry and the description of his wand when he got it back in Sorcerer's Stone, it is made out of the feather of a phoenix. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah. When she wrote this, you know that she took notes and was like, I'm going to add this later on. This is going to be a part of something else. So that's actually really cool. Oh, she wrote the the house names on the back of a barf bag. <laughs> well wasn't she yeah she was she was homeless wasn't she she like lived in the gutter at one point oh yeah and not to mention her depression and like yeah. the death of her mother and i mean jk rowling has she is what we should all aspire to be in life she literally a rich white riches. woman i want to be a rich what? well yeah I, I would love to be a rich white woman but i just mean as a general person just coming from your lowest point and just rising like the phoenix rags to riches and I, i'm sure that that actually you know that that kind of stuff actually kind of sticks to your soul. You kind of you you don't you don't become like a dickhead rich person. I'm assuming she's a very respectable woman, yeah. and I look up to her with a damn good imagination. So, Grizzly, if you were to rate the first two books like nerd boner wise, what would you rate them? Uh, I would definitely rate them in the between an eight point five and a nine point five. Okay. Because uh, they're just that good. And just so you know, Minder, we go one out of ten nerd boners. So I'm going to ask the same question of you. The first two books. No, actually more like 9.5, 10 for me. I okay. mean, I just, like you said, totally captivating in the beginning. Easy read. Third book is Prisoner of Azkaban? Yes. Okay. Uh, Grizzly, start that one off for us. Okay. Well, um, Harry's doing his, his thing. <laughs> As my mind just went blank. I'm I'm going through the mo- the movie and the book at the same time in my head. Ah, uh, trying to figure out find which a happy which. medium. <laughs> yeah, we end up going and seeing the the moving the moving picture newspaper. He's talking to the news, the Muggle news. Sorry, in in the book, yeah, not in the movie. Oh, true. Okay. Yeah, but I'm asking you for the book. In the book, it uh, it says that a um, very dangerous. A uh, prisoner has escaped from a maximum security prison. Um, he overhears Arthur and Molly arguing about him being alone. And that's when he starts to hear it. And then that's when Arthur pulls him aside and is like, you need to, you know, he's after you because of your parents and Voldemort. You go ahead and continue from there, Minder. So in the book, it starts out, he's back at Privet Drive. Um, the Dursleys, uh, Vernon's aunt, uh, sister is coming and she's just as freaking wicked as the rest of them um tells them i can't remember the name of the school it's some bogus school of uh behavior children anyways um, he gets pissed off because she is like she's had way too much brandy and she's 
just sitting there and just making fun of his parents and just talking so much smack that he like inflates her just like he does in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, then Harry like freaks out. And he's like, Oh my gosh, I'm just told I'm not allowed to do mute uh, ma- magic outside. I'm going to get expelled. What do I do? So he packs all his stuff and he like leaves. He, he doesn't know what he's going to do. He has no money. He, he it, no muggle money at least. And so he's pretty much stranded. Um, he catches glimpse of a big black, black shaggy dog which kind of frightens him. And then all of a sudden that's when the night bus comes in and they pick him up uh, f- because it's for stranded wizard, which isn't wizards. Yeah. And so then they take him to, was it the leaky cauldron? There we go. Thank you. I don't know why I was thinking three broomsticks, but that's not it. And so he stays there. So he's there for about two weeks before going back to Hogwarts and mm-hmm. he just basically, living it up. He doesn't have the Dursleys to scream and yell at him. He meets uh, Ron and Hermione uh, about the day before. They said that they were going to be in London. They sent um, owls to him, and they wanted to meet up. I want an owl. I want I want an owl, too. I want an owl so I can send messages to, like, to like Gambit and Grizzly and Sunrise that just say, fuck you. Not, like, really big <laughs> messages. Not, like, really important messages. I just want them to see it and expect it a big message, and it just says, by the way, fuck you. Well, you, your your owl is uh, bred from AT and T, right? I get those from you all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. He's an AT and T owl, but he, th- that's the problem. And a- those AT and T owls they also say "fuck you" to me too. <laughs> so, when does the turmoil start in the in this book, Minder? It starts like right away. Basically, when they're on the Hogwarts Express, um, they're just sitting there. So, the, the, so you know, obviously he knows more about Sirius Black. He's kind of a little bit more alerted. Um, they get on the train, and they're in the same compartment as uh, Professor Lupin Who's at that point. A yes, he is a werewolf. But they don't and, know that yet. Yeah, but his nope. name's fucking Lupin. Remus Lupin. Yeah, I, he is one of my favorite characters, hands down. He's, he's a cool character. Yeah, even in the movie, I kind of liked him. One of my favorites. But that's when uh, they get stopped because the Dementors come in. Fuck those things. Which I really... Like which, when they describe them, um, because J.K. Rowling based them off her depression, I when I was just recently listening to it on Audible, I like started tearing up. This woman described it perfectly. Yeah. So it really hits but yeah that's when it really started chaotic because then at that point then harry because he he started to get a, a it was a cold chill yeah the cold chill like he started to get the effects of what a dementor was and then that's when Malfoy started making fun of him and like oh you're gonna faint potter and then dumbledore said at Hogwarts they said that they were on high security which of course harry knew why mm-hmm that's when, like, they were always around, and then that's when uh, he got attacked. He got attacked at school during a Quidditch match. That's when he broke his Nimbus, right, Grizzly? Yeah, but that was the second time he was attacked. The Nimbus that was given to him, that spoiled bitch. No, McGonagall just saw his potential, and she felt bad for him. Spoiled. No, no, really, really. I mean, yeah, he, he, it's good that he got something, because he really didn't have anything. That was his first real gift. Yeah, but he's still a spoiled bitch. Mm, no. Uh, Harry. Of, of course that would come from a Slytherin. Yeah, I was going to sit there. Freaking Malfoy getting all pissed off and jealous over here. <laughs> he actually starts, um, he start, He hears a scream. And he, he can actually hear his uh, his parents before he, they died. Yeah, they did that on the train, right? Um, on the train as well as the Quidditch match. 
Um, but it never specifies that it's his mother's scream. All he says is, did you hear the girl scream? That's the last thing I heard. Okay, yeah. They don't go into detail in the movie. That's when Lupin starts. Uh, there's a bogger in the school, and he decided to use it as um, training for his class. That's why. And actually, in the book, he does not let Harry face it because he knew it, what it would be. Um, he, Lupin was actually afraid that it was going to be Lord Voldemort, and he did not want to face that in class with uh. all those students. This, oh, okay, yeah. And that's the thing that changes form according to your fear, right? Yes. Yep, and that's when you use the spell Ridiculous. I just did the pelvic thrust, too. Oh, I'm there. so glad. I'm so glad. <laughs> you, you just made my night because it, I'm, I want that to be a thing. It's now a thing. It's now a thing. Everyone, when you say the words ridiculous, be sure to do the pelvic thrust because it won't work unless you do it. <laughs> it is now a part of the spell. You don't need a wand. You just need your hips. Yes. And if you're a guy, you do have a wand, so whatever. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's actually one of my favorite scenes of the movie is the is the, the facing your fears scene. It was more of Lupin afraid that it was Voldemort, and then that's when Harry later told him because Harry cornered him. And it was like there was something on his mind. He's like, "Why didn't you let me face it?" And um, that's when Lupin told him, and he's like, "No, I'm afraid of the Dementors." And then that's when they started doing their lessons like once a week, basically. As those lessons happened, Harry kept hearing more about his parents' death. It was almost kind of like an obsession. While he was trying to do his Patronus charm, which was high advanced magic for his age, yeah, he was so like hearing his parents. Now, is there a reason for that? I don't know. Is there Grizzly? Doesn't really specify, doesn't specify. why. Maybe yeah, yeah. Just, just moves the plot along, I guess. Okay, so the the uh, the ending the ending goes about how ending is completely different from the movies for sure. They added more flair in the movies. So what happens is they okay. So of course you know you have Buckbeak's death, mm-hmm. and then they end up going. They're out and about with the invisibility cloak. Ron finds Scabbers in the hut with Hagrid because Scabbers, the rat, was missing. Yeah, And so he's grabbing him. He's freaking out. He's squeaking. And they don't want the ministry to hear, especially during the execution of Buckbeak. And then Scabbers goes off running and he basically runs into Whomping Willow. Crookshanks is a huge character in that book, which is Hermione's cat. Throughout the whole book, Ron and Hermione are actually feuding because he thinks Crookshank killed Scabbers. She's like, my cat didn't do anything. And so they're feuding throughout the whole book. Scabbers runs into the Wampy Willow and they're basically attacked. But then Crookshanks hits the little knob on Wampy Willow and they go down because also Ron was dragged by that big black shaggy dog. Happened in the movie. And they end up in the Shrieking Shack. And Willow in the Shrieking Shack. There's a lot of it's England. Leave it alone. <laughs> and they're in there, and Ron's like, you know, holding his battered leg, and then he's like looking behind him, like, "Oh my god, he's behind you!" And it's Sirius Black, mind you. Sirius has gotten into the the castle before, and all this stuff, and they're freaked out. And Harry just thinks that Sirius turned against his parents, and like got them killed yeah because that's and what so, everyone told him more or less yeah and he, ultimately so Sirius wants to give him his story but at the same time he is so dead set on killing scabbers that's when lupin comes in and he's like i believe you you know i didn't believe you until i saw the map and i saw Wormtail on it and then you know they 
then they transform uh, Scabbers into Peter Pettigrew, which is Wormtail. Basically, what happened was uh, Sirius was supposed to keep the secret of the Potter's location. He was supposed to be their living secret. Yeah. He decided to change it to Peter, and at the last minute, nobody knew that. And then Peter went and turned them in. That's ridiculous. And so, <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> so they're trying to kill Peter and he's groveling at Harry's feet saying like, you know, your dad wouldn't have killed me. And, you know, Harry's just full on disgusted, but he does not want to convict an, an innocent man again. Yeah. He wants that Sirius is innocent. And all while this is happening, here comes Snape with the invisibility cloak, basically like you're all in cahoots. I'm going to turn you in. And then, so, and he has the wand. And then, so then all of a sudden, Ron, Harry, and Hermione all at the same time go to this this Armim and use the Expelliarmus spell, and they knock him out. So then they all tie up Peter Pettigrew, and they have um, um, Snape unconscious the whole time. Yeah. In the movie, they show Snape saving them when Lupin turns into the werewolf. Yeah. Look, he's actually unconscious the whole time. And then that's when Peter transformed back into the rat and took off. And then so everything goes bad. They do not, Lupin does not chase them in the woods like he does in the movie uh. at all. That does not happen in the book. But Harry watches Sirius basically almost get a Dementor's kiss. They suck the soul out of a human, be- or out of a person. Yeah. And then he sees the Patronus and he thinks he sees his father and then, of course, they end up in the hospital wing. Snape is taking all the glory because mm-hmm. he finally comes. Then that's when they're all like, oh, he, they were under a, a charm. And so the Confucius charm spell? Correct. Where, yeah, okay. And so then when Cornelius, Fudge, Snape, everybody go, they're about to execute Black. Um, Dumbledore comes back and tells Hermione to use the time turner to go back three hours to save more than one innocent life. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they change it. And they save Buckbeak the whole time. They're hiding in Hagrid's hut because they cannot be seen. But Harry knew he wanted to see if that was really his father that did the Patronus charm. Mm-hmm. But it ended up being him because yeah. he found out Sirius was his godfather. And then when they come back, you know, they go up to the window that Sirius is locked in and they put him on Buckbeak and he escapes. Yeah, that's pretty much Prisoner of Azkaban. It's It's a a very good movie. I I thought the movie was pretty good. It was interesting. It's a damn shame about Alan Rickman. He passed away on my sister's birthday and I told her that day is no longer important to me. So, yeah. I drank a lot that day. Very, a very sad day, but, uh. We'll go from we'll go from the depressing to the uh, the the good stuff. How many nerd boners would you give that book? I would give them all about the same. You know, the eight and a half to nine and a half. They were all amazing books. What about you, Minder? Prisoner of Azkaban is actually my second favorite book. Okay. So I know I said that the first two were nine point five ten. Actually, no, I agree. They're eight point five, nine point five. Um, Prisoner of Azkaban was definitely. Nine point five ten for me. Okay, you said you weren't a fan of the movie. Yeah, I just because it just felt like there was so much more that was left out. See, I, I liked the movie, but but then again, like you said, they definitely added stuff that probably shouldn't have been added, and they left stuff out that probably should have been put in. You know, like Mender, I think that there was a lot that should have been added to the movie from the book. I think the finished product that they brought out of it, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it was a different director, too, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. That was probably a big part of it, too. So what's the basic story that happens with the next few books? Goblet of Fire is my favorite. 
uh, that's when the Triwizard Tournament happens. The Death Eaters finally come in. That's when Harry wakes up because his scar is hurting. He's actually more in contact with Sirius. Um, so he does have his godfather in his life, but of course he's still low-key. His name is put into the Goblet of Fire. Uh, he does not want to compete, but he ends up competing. Um, they did add that whole flight scene of the dragon mm-hmm. for the first uh, the first challenge. That was not in the book. But that's when you really see Lord Voldemort come to life. I mean, that's when shit starts to hit the fan in the storyline. That's when that's when Voldemort's like a real fucking problem. Yeah, because he comes back. And um, that's when uh, Wormtail uh, basically, that's when the prophecy that one of the second prophecies, uh, Professor Trelawney, is it Trelawney? I can't ever pronounce her name correctly. Her, uh, does another prophecy, and which you find out later. Um, but she says that his servant will return and the Dark Lord will rise. And so basically, he um, made the Triwizard Cup into a port key and transferred Harry to him. He can use his blood, mm-hmm. just bring him back to basically his full state because he's basically like nothing so that's definitely my favorite book and then that's when they start to grow and they start to realize you know they have feelings for girls and like just oh yeah harry just, gets a girlfriend at one point well i mean they're kind of forced into it because of the yule ball but that's why that's my favorite book i wonder how wizards get it on i know kissing is called snogging i wonder if they're like i wonder if they're like penis if groweth you know? penis deletes Penis deletus? Oh, God. <laughs> deflato. <laughs> Just like deflato. What the fuck? That's why I said the fetus deletus. There's like a thread on it. Oh, on, like, fetus. I, I thought you said penis deletus. No, fetus deletus. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my God. I like that. Fetus deletus. Okay. It makes much more sense now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's their abortions. I was like, penis, what, what, what is, is it, does it go, is it going full on Naruto? (laughs) Penis deleted. Grizzly, what happens after that book? After that book is Order of the Phoenix. Honestly, with the movies, that's about the time I started going, meh. Order of Phoenix was really hard for me to get through reading it. I'm not going to lie. Order of the Phoenix is also one of the biggest books. A lot of drugs were taken for that book. It was a very good read. I thought that they could have added a lot more. I, I think of all of them, they should have made that one two movie at least. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of like the Deathly Hollows being two parts. And they still left out so much. They left a lot out. So the whole thing is basically the whole. All these books are basically a lead up to this big ass fucking war of good versus evil. The Battle of Hogwarts. At yes. Hogwarts. The this the next book, The Order of the Phoenix, is basically give us the basic gist on that. Okay, so the basic gist of that is um, back when Voldemort was coming to power the first time, um, there was a group of wizards, you know, Harry's parents, Lupin, Professor McGonagall. The Longbottoms. Sirius. It's quite a few, quite a few. Um, They created the Order of the Phoenix Mm -hmm. to fight the Death Eaters and Voldemort. Wormtail was actually a part of the order of the phoenix uh when it was first created so dumbledore brings them back you know starts it back up and harry doesn't hear from any of his friends the entire summer you know thinks that they hate him and the headquarters is at sirius black's house so he goes there finally gets to you know spend some time with sirius finds out that 
you know, Ron and Hermione and, you know, all of the Weasleys are members of the Order of the Phoenix. They end up going to school and things start getting dumb. They're not allowed to practice uh, their defensive magic anymore because there's nothing to practice against. Yeah, Umbridge, the not-so-pretty-in-pink princess. Mm -hmm. They decide to expand, if you will, the Order of the Phoenix by creating their own club with students to be able to learn and practice their defensive magic against the dark arts. So the Order of Phoenix is preparation. So I, I, I think my favorite part of that whole movie aspect of it is when they're doing their finals, their OWLs. Canary wizarding levels. So it's when um, the Weasley twins decide to wreak havoc during the finals Setting mm-hmm. off their awesome fireworks and that go off wreaking havoc ten times. Oh, it's a dragon! Oh, yeah! You get to see kind of the mischievousness of those guys, which is kind of fun. They were amazing. They were. They're definitely one of my favorites. So, Minder, nerd boners for the last two books. Um, Goblet of Fire ten. Uh, Order of Phoenix. I would say about a nine. Okay. Eight point. Shit 19. happens when you party naked with a wizard. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Penis extendus. <laughs> okay. Semen reducto. Semen reducto. <laughs> That's a good one. I've been trying to come up with that one since the abortion one that you made. Fetus uh, I saw it on Tumblr. I like fetus you saw on Tumblr. <laughs> it's better than penis deletus. I'll say that again. It sounds like someone would someone would do if they were married to a Kardashian. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's either going to happen whether you do it on your own or it just falls off. Either way, it's going to happen. Once your penis goes into that dark zone, it's just it's it's seen things and it just doesn't want to live no more. <laughs> it's like going to the upside down. I'd rather go to the upside down. You go in. You go in. You're normal. You come out covered in gook and hoping you just die and decay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're never the same again. After the Order of the Phoenix comes Half Blood Prince. The half. Uh, this is the one all about Snape, right? Yes. Okay, so uh, Minder, you tell us about that one. I know you're probably dying to tell us about that. No, yeah, Snape is the the person we're like, ooh, he's yeah, he's bad, but mm-hmm. ooh, he's good. Um, especially during the movies, you get that roller coaster. Basically, uh, the whole gist of Half Blood Prince, which is also like one of my favorite books. Harry comes across a book, and because him and Ron are basically fighting over the last two books um he gets the battered up one but it has all these notes on it basically shortcuts on how to do the potions Mm -hmm. which harry always has a hard time in potions class and snape is just a complete and total dick to him all these years so then he starts doing well with his potions and um but the whole gist of it too is when dumbledore and harry are basically on a horcrux hunt he explains what horcruxes are you find out that voldemort splits his soul into seven pieces and that's when you have the one that already that's still in him exactly harry does not know about that one Mm. at all Um, voldemort splits his soul into eight separate pieces oh you got me are you straightening your pocket protector and then uh tell people about my pocket protector that's okay i push up my glasses most of the time 
I literally just pushed mine up whenever I said that. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, they're on the hunt to find these Horcruxes. Then, of course, you find out more about the the Malfoys being a part of the Death Eaters. Because also, you forgot, like in Order Phoenix, that's when all they broke out everybody from Azkaban. Bellatrix. Yeah, anyway, so then that's when they do the Unbreakable Vow. It's when Snape agrees to take over Draco's task from the Dark Lord because he knew that Draco couldn't do it. And also because Snape was kind of playing both sides. Secret agent, man. <laughs> oh, um, main points from Order Phoenix 2, that's when Sirius Black dies. And of his cousin, which was Bellatrix. And so Harry suffered the loss of his godfather, his only real family that he had, that he finally found. Uh, Half-Blood Prince. Yeah, we lose Dumbledore, right? Yes. Yes. That was sad. That was... I mean, I threw the book with Sirius yes. in Order of Because Dumbledore was like but, the, the, the father figure that Harry never mm-hmm. had. Yeah, all-knowing, all-powerful well, wizard. Well, so was Sirius, I guess, but... Dumbledore was a little bit more. Because he was from the very beginning. And he always believed in Harry. But yeah, so we lost Dumbledore... Which was just devastating. It was very... In the movie, I was like, oh. But yeah, and then you learn more about, like, Snape. You just learn more about him and, like, how James and Lily and uh, Snape all basically grew up together at Hogwarts. Basically, uh, he was always in love with Lily and the fact that she picked games over him, you know? Well, that's what, that explains why he was such an emo bitch. Yeah. I dyed my hair yeah, black, guys. <laughs> greasy haired. Remember, he has yes. greasy hair, a hook nose. Very yeah, but his hair was always black. Yeah. But he dyed it black because he used to be blonde. Now I'm making shit up. Yeah, you are. You're really starting to upset me and the rest of the Harry Potter. Harry Potter? <laughs> Harry Potter? <laughs> now they're mad at you, bitch. You have a Harry Potter mouth. Don't judge me. I, I couldn't sh- say uh, Shrieking Shack. That was a tongue twister. At first, I thought you said Shit Shack. I was like, wait, what? I heard Shagging Shack. <laughs> Shrieking, which was actually made for Lupin. I forgot to tell you that. Mm. He did that werewolf transformations. Yeah, because nothing's better than a screaming hut. Well, they thought it was haunted, so. Uh, the What's the, the tell-all be-all on that book? The, you can't trust anyone, basically. Mm, yeah, and that's, of course, we lost, like you said, we lost Dumbledore, I believe? Draco Malfoy did his part. He disarmed Dumbledore. And before Malfoy could kill Dumbledore, Snape showed up, stepped in, and... Dumbledore says, you know what to do. And that's when Snape killed him. That was the plan all along. Harry did not know that. Snape was the only one that knew that Harry was in the clock tower Mm -hmm. where this all took place. Snape and Draco and Bellatrix and all the rest of the the turd mongers. And they're heading off of the property for Hogwarts. Harry starts running after him gets into a, a bit of a battle with with Snape. Harry gets incapacitated and Snape comes up and says, you know, you dare try use my own spell against me. And, you know, you see the shock on Harry Potter's face. Like, you can even visualize it in the book. Mm-hmm. You know, the shock on his face when Snape bends down next to Harry and said, that's right. I... And the half-blood prince. You know, it ends with Harry running back to the school, 
everybody gathered around Dumbledore. Nerd bunners mender for this one. Ten. Just a straight ten. There's no there's no ifs or buts. Okay. Yeah, so, it's one of my favorites too. Like so after yeah, this, this one. Th- this one is definitely um, the Half Blood Prince was actually my favorite book of all. There was a lot of information in the Order of Phoenix. That's why. Yeah. It was, it was well, that's different. when they start getting darker. That's when these books start getting darker. Crazy because I attended. I think I told you in the last interview. I attended the um, Harry Potter Symphony where they yeah. basically yeah. went through all of the music. And you can just hear how it just like in the beginning, it's light and fluffy and feathery and just magical. And then it just goes dark. So the next book is the Deathly Hollows. I think there was only one book that was smaller than it in the whole series, but they decided to make the Deathly Hollows a two-parter. They're basically in hiding in the beginning um, because of everything. I mean, Umbridge has taken over as the headmistress of Hogwarts. And then they're basically on their way to find the last Horcrux. It's almost like a Legend of Zelda thing. You got to beat all the mini bosses. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Alone here, take the sword of Gryffindor. <laughs> oh, actually, um, Snape was head of. Yeah, I don't really like watching part one just because I fall. As- I actually fell asleep in the movie theater. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds. The first one was boring. It's just basically Order of Phoenix going against uh, all the Death Eaters, and then um, Deathly Hollows. You find out more about the the invisibility cloak, the Elder Wand, which is when Draco was supposed to uh, disarm Dumbledore because. Mm-hmm. Voldemort is trying to gather all three Deathly Hollows and the Resurrection Stone. Did you watch the second one at all? Bits and pieces, and that's it. That's when the okay, battle so, really happened. So the Deathly Hollows is actually three pieces of magical instruments. The Cloak of Invisibility, the Elder Wand, and the Resurrection Stone, the Sorcerer's Stone. Okay. And it tells the story as to how all three are created. They, Death gave it to them. <laughs> so three brothers are walking, you know, they're walking uh, across country, and they come to this vast river. Now, all three are attuned to using magic. They are building a bridge with magic to go over the river. As they get to the peak of the bridge... Going over, a cloaked figure and stops him. And it was Death. Death was mad because this river is where he gets a lot of his souls. People try to cross it and they get swept away. So he said, you know, as their trophies, they will each get one wish. You know, the oldest brother said he wanted a wand, could not be beaten. More powerful than any in existence. Death goes and grabs a twig from a tree and crafts him a wand. And the brother leaves. The second brother He's says, arrogant. you know, I want I want something to be able to cheat death. Death bends down, grabs a pebble out of the water, and hands it to him. <laughs> says, spin it thrice times in hand, and you'll be able to cheat death. The third brother said, I want something to where when I leave here, you cannot find me. So death cuts a piece off of his cloak and hands it to the third brother the third brother covers up with it and disappears so the oldest brother with his wand goes straight into the tavern and challenges a guy that he had problems with and killed him that night someone broke into his room and slit his throat and took his wand actually it was death that transfigured into that wizard but i like that i like that yeah death cheated him fucking death no with the with the second brother direction stone went home uh, because his new bride had just died, so he brought her back to life, and 
because she was a dead corpse, wasn't supposed to be brought back. He couldn't handle the fact that she was still dying anyway, so he hung himself. <laughs> so Death searched all over the place and could not find the third brother until finally one day after the third brother had his family and his children, handed his cloak of invisibility to his son, welcomed death like an old friend. Greeted death as an old friend. Willfully walked away with death. Oh, that's kind of nice. At least that was a good story. The other two died fucking horribly. Yeah, but the third brother was the humble one. It never says how James Potter, Harry's dad, got the cloak of invisibility, but it was given to him as a Christmas present, and it does not say by whom, but it said this was your dad's. I think he would want you to have it. Hmm. It's a family heirloom. We obviously know where... The cloak of invisibility is, right? Harry's got it. Yeah. We know where the sorcerer's stone is. Dumbledore had it. Never really says where the wand is until you start putting two to two together. Well, Harry realizes what Voldemort is looking for, and it is the wand that was owned by Dumbledore, so he which had- is why he was one of the greatest wizards ever. He had the unbeatable wand. The only way to take control of a wand is to disarm the person that has that wand. Draco Malfoy was the one who disarmed Dumbledore because Dumbledore allowed him to. Voldemort was under the impression that if you kill the person with the wand, then you get that wand. Snape killed Dumbledore. Uh, Snape obtained that power. Or so he thought. Which is what which is what Voldemort thought, correct. Or when Dumbledore died, in his will, uh, Ron, Hermione, and Harry several things. To Ron, he left the Deluminator, which was the first magical thing that you ever saw in the first movie. And that's what takes away the light. Okay, so to Hermione, what did he even leave her? A used condom. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Same in Rodeco. Oh, my God. Um, She owned uh, the um, Beetle of Beetle the Bards. But Dumbledore left her. Um, And then to Harry, he left the first yeah the first golden snitch that he ever caught and the sword of gryffindor but the sword of gryffindor had been stolen what kind of douchebag so, would steal a dead man's sword people that want power douches <laughs> like slytherin <laughs> fucking slytherins i know wild douche shut your hufflepuff mouth <laughs> you took don't talk to me with your snake tongue like that women like the snake tongue oh god <laughs> <laughs> so they find horcrux Find out that it wasn't the real Horcrux. Sirius Black's older brother had found and tried to destroy. And then a guy uh, stole it from their house. The locket. The locket. The person that took it from the guy that stole it was Umbridge. The not-so-pretty-in-pink princess. So they drugged three people from the Ministry of Magic, turned into them, and went in to get the locket. Harry ended up being uh, turned into one of the bad guys. Ron ended up making out with an older married woman with kids. <laughs> Which they do well in the, the movies. Go Ron. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so they got the locket, became public enemies number one, you know, went on the lamb in the middle of BFE. You know, I didn't think that England was that big, but hey, you know, whatever. There's um, a lot of a lot of sheep. Baram you. <laughs> babe. So what happens after they go out on the lamb? So they try and destroy this Horcrux. What's the last Horcrux? The last Horcrux? Yeah. Harry Potter. 
What? Yeah. When... <laughs> Kamel's diary. Mind blown. So, you should watch the movies then, at least. Spoiler, spoiler. First Horcrux was the the diary. The second one was what? The second one was uh, the ring. Whose ring? His mother's ring. Okay. Third one? No. So it's... Was the locket. Kasper's diary, um, uh, Marvalo's ring... Then you got Slytherin's lock, locket, and then you have um, the Hufflepuff's cup, and then you have Ravenclaw's um, the yeah the, the goblet, and then you have the tiara or what's it called um, the diadem, and then you have um, Nagini the snake, which is uh, Voldemort's pet basically, mm-hmm. and that's what they yep. they try to go after in Deathly Hallows Part Two, the movies if you watch them, and then Harry Potter's the last one. That's what it was. The last. Uh- soul is uh what is left in voldemort so how the fuck do they get rid of harry potter he has to die voldemort killed him but he was holding the resurrection stone and turned it thrice in hand before he was killed how the fuck did that well that that's what it says that's what it says in the book in the movie he dropped but before it hits the ground it turns three times that's fucking stupid I thought you have to hold it when you fucking... Fucking movies gotta fuck everything up. It's just like Disney. Well, you know, also yeah. with the movie, <clears throat> what is way different from the book, in the movie, it showed Lupin and Trunks dying. Talks. Yeah. Did you say Trunks? He said Trunks. You think it- He's thinking about Dragon Ball. Give me what happens to the point where he dies, supposedly. This final battle. So, Voldemort makes this huge announcement. Like, I will let you all live if you give me Harry. Bring him to me in the forest. Nobody wants him to go. So he just goes on his own. Like, leaves everybody behind. Fuck this shit, I'm out. He, he gets to a point in the, the forest. His parents, his mom and dad, as well as Sirius and Cedric Diggory are all standing around him as ghosts. Like force ghosts, saying, right? Saying, we're not going anywhere. We're going to be here with you. We're going to watch you die. Because that's the family thing to do. And then, uh, Yoda comes out of nowhere. No, there is another. <laughs> so he goes, you know, he goes to have a fight with Voldemort, and, uh, you know, he lets Voldemort kill him. He just fucking stands there and lets it happen? Pretty much. At least tell me there's an epic battle. Oh, there is. There okay. is. Okay, okay. Um, in, in the movie, Voldemort sends Draco Malfoy's mom to go see if Harry's still alive. Well, when she gets up to him, she sees that, that he's still alive, just barely, and asks if Draco's still alive. He doesn't verbally say it, but he says yes. And so, you know, she gets all teared up and everything. She looks back and says he's gone. Voldemort's all happy and everything. Well, then it cuts to Harry waking up in this weird place. It's all white that looks like a train station. And lo and behold, there's Dumbledore. They start talking. He's at the gates of hell. You know, anything's possible. <laughs> You've been uh, a bad boy, Harry. Dumbledore tells him that Voldemort lived inside it. The part that lived inside him is dead and oh. that he could either stay or return to fight. Well, Voldemort pretty mm. much committed suicide by killing yeah. Harry, too. But he didn't know that a piece of his soul was trapped inside Harry. How do you lose track yeah. of your soul? He only knew about the seven, uh, well, the six other Horcruxes that he Create. He did not know that when he went to kill Harry, that would his happen. mother's mad old oh, magic yeah, okay. would bounce off him. He did not know that Harry was a Horcrux. Also, Voldemort killed Snape, thinking that that was the way to gain the power of um, the Elder Wand. 
and because he started using the elder wand and it would not work so in that time after he was leaving snape to die harry goes to him and snape gives him his memories and then that's when harry learns that snape was always 100 percent loyal to dumbledore and always loved his mother and it, it was, was always loyal to harry he had his there, mother's eyes that's when the whole story comes together okay how's already feet uh voldemort um he is the true master of the elder wand so harry ends up gaining it and he masters the elder wand they start like, fighting over the the elder wand then he casts uh um the killing spell and uh, then, or no voldemort casts it and then um voldemort's curse the killing curse rebounds on him mm-hmm and basically, like, his mother's love protects him, and then the Elder's Wand being part of, because he disarmed him, yeah. Elder Wand being in allegiance with him, and so basically, Voldemort killed himself. All these movies, like, everyone's scared of Voldemort, he shall not be named, and it turns out Voldemort's just a huge dumbass. Well, no, he was, he was like, he was the Hitler of the magical world. It was just, you know, like well put, things well put. go according to plan for Voldemort. Huge dumbass. <laughs> Poor Voldy. Yeah. Well, you know. So after Voldemort dies, you know, the school is like a total wreck. Ron and Hermione realize that Harry has the Elder Wand. And they ask him what he's going to do with it. And he said, well, you know, it's mine. I can do with it as I want. And he just breaks it and throws it into the canyon. That's in the movie, though. What's he do in the book? Doesn't he just return the wand? He can't return the wand because it was... Well, I mean, he... I'd keep that bitch. <laughs> I'd feed us, delete us all day long. Yes. <laughs> it had to be repaired because yeah. when uh, Voldemort tried using it, it cracked. So after he had it repaired, he uh, told Dumbledore's portrait that was in Dumbledore's office... That he was yep. going to return the wand back to Dumbledore in his tomb. And he approved of it. Yeah, okay. See, I was confusing. See, as soon as you were like, I confused the movies. Harry married Ginny. Ron married Hermione. Ron and Hermione yeah. had two, two kids. kids. And uh, Ron and Harry and Ginny had three. And Ginny had three. Also, can I just say this? The one character I absolutely hated in both book and movies, and a lot of people might not like me over this, uh-huh. but it was... Uh, Dobby and Winky, which is also another house elf in Dobby, the books. Dobby was awesome, but I, okay. He just annoyed me. In the books, after Harry freed him, he was just like demanding pay for, you know, work, which that's not what house, house elves do. I don't know. He was just annoying to me. And then, yeah, and then whole the whole thing that Hermione did, they didn't put in the in the movies at all, was Hermione was trying to um, free all the house elves. She was like doing this like liberation and view and just what i did not like in the book so then you jump on to the last book oh bet you didn't know there was another book did you the cursed child fucking never ends theatrical play it's a uh a script it's a uh okay this this give us give us the the i guess this book give us the gist of this someone okay so I haven't quite finished the book. I do have it at my house. I finished it the day I got it. Basically, um, Harry and Draco's kids go to Hogwarts together. And they become friends. Oh, good. Good. Yes. Well, because after um, Voldemort dies, 
Draco and his mom pretty much leave his dad. Then Draco actually becomes one of Harry's like right hand men in the Ministry of Magic. You know, they become friends, all that good stuff. Their kids grow up together. Harry's son's second son, Albus, after Dumbledore. Okay. Um, son, he doesn't feel like he's always like he's squabbling with his his older brother James, and like he just doesn't feel like he's found his place. So he's having a hard time. And then he ends up um, meeting uh, Malfoy's son, okay. uh, Scorpius. Immediately, like, recognizes their, their mutual need for friendship. So it's kind of like, you know, how Ron and Harry met. Scorpius has to deal with, like, these rumors that he's the son of Voldemort. And, you know, just um, basically, like, they meet this girl named Delphi. They steal the time turner and everything. Um, basically, they have to, like, go back in time. When Voldy killed Harry's parents, actually Delphi does, and Delphi spoiler, <laughs> I do spoiler alert, is the child of Voldemort. They learn that she is Voldemort's daughter, and so she goes so back in time. He, he he boned down on uh, on Bellatrix. Bellatrix, which my friend and I have both discussed. She said it was more of because Voldemort was incapable of love. It was more of like a um, dominating thing. I own you. I'm gonna bone you. So, okay, she turns out to be his daughter, and does she succeed? And she tries to go back in time when Voldy killed Harry's parents, but she's basically trying to change time, which you're not supposed to do with the time turner yeah. at all. And so, basically, um, Albus and Scorpius, <clears throat> they have a second time turner, and they're going after her, and um, Albus manages to send his dad a message. And so, I mean, it's just basically the gist of it is stopping Voldemort's daughter. Harry and Albus work on their relationship because they were having a hard time com connecting as father and son. Oh, okay. They both, like, made an agreement that, you know, it's going to be difficult, but they're going to try. That's pretty so, much it. So this is, this is like a bonding between father and son book. The last, the last, as far as rating them, what would you do? Um, Deathly Hollows, yeah, 9.5. Okay, and the last book? Oh, Cursed Child? The last uh, book, yeah. Give him about an eight. It's an actual it's script. Written. Yeah, it's the when you read it, it's a script. All right, guys. Uh, concerns, questions, you have an idea for a podcast, let us know. Feel free to contact us. Uh, Grizzly, you got anything you want to say? Uh, you know, um, if you haven't read the books, read the books. They are very good. What about you, Minder? You got anything you want to say? I agree with Grizzly. If you haven't read them, read them. Or if you're not a reader, listen to them. Technology. Yeah, All right, everyone. We hope to, uh, you enjoyed this boss episode. We'll see you next week on episode 71. And remember, everyone, stay sexy. Always. Mm-hmm. Mischief managed.